Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Good afternoon to you. I am Jason Kong with the pleasure of being here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. You know, the holidays are over and uh, I guess the COVID is high <laughs> right now. So we're all, you know, trying to trying to hunker down and get through until everybody can get a vaccine. Yep, the vaccine is kind of the uh, the thing that we're all waiting on here to help turn the corner when it comes to fighting COVID-19. And Dr. Main, we're going to have a, a thorough discussion on Healthy Start today, but I do want to start out uh, with COVID and, and the vaccine because uh, that is something that is on a lot of people's minds, and many of us will have the opportunity to get the vaccine in the next couple of months. So, Dr. Mann, tell us from your research what you've learned so far about the COVID-19 vaccines. Well, you know, one thing I like to tell people is there's a lot of misinformation out there about the vaccine. So you really can't go to the Internet and get reliable information by just visiting one or two sites. You really have to, you know, get to some credible uh, scientific based sites if you're going to, to to make a judgment on whether you're going to take it or not. But, you know, from my research, you know, I like to tell people, you know, it's an mRNA vir- uh, vaccine. Um which means it's there's no dead virus in it. You know, the flu vaccine has a, a dead flu virus, and that's what causes us to become immune. Um, but the mRNA virus um, is basically they take the mRNA and, and mimic it um, uh, of what COVID-19 is. And uh, th- when we get injected, um, it produces the proteins that allows us to produce the antibodies um that will help fight off the disease once it, you know, if we come in contact with it. And I like to share a little bit of scientific information about uh, how our bodies respond to uh, infection and or vaccines. When you get an infection, um, the first line of defense uh, in your immune system is called B cells. And that's what creates uh, a short term, uh, what we call safety net or short term immunity from a virus such as a cold, uh, the flu, things like that. That's called your B cells. You have a long-term immunity uh, with something called T cells. And T cells, um, you can get immunity just like the polio vaccine and MMR and some of those other vaccines for a long, long period of time. Um, So with the mRNA vaccine, uh, the goal is, A, to hit the B cells and also to get the T cells involved, which mRNA, this vaccine does. So it's it's triggering the B cell and the T cells. So that's a little scientific background um, about the vaccine. Uh, I've been on many calls with the, the, the North Carolina um, Department of Health and Human Services webinars, I should say. And um, the, vi- uh, the vaccine is very safe. There are a few side effects um, that can occur. Um, especially with the second shot. And those side effects will include being tired. Um, you could run a low-grade fever for a day. Um, but uh, that is that is what the majority of people are seeing. If you do have a lot of allergies, um, such, to, such as to antibiotics or a lot of food allergies or to just drug allergies in general, they still recommend that you take a shot, but you, you should do it in a hospital or uh, GP uh, general practitioner's office, um, and you will remain in that office for 30 minutes after the injection. And the reason for that is we want to make sure there's no 
uh, reaction that can't be taken care of quickly with Benadryl, or if you go into anaphylactic uh, reaction that we have epinephrine to be able to give you. So those are the two, um, uh, the main thing that we see with that shot. Uh, the other thing is you can have short-term um, uh, side effects. If you have dermal fillers in your face, or hyaluronic uh, acid fillers, um, it can cause a swelling in those areas where you've had those. And um, that is a, a short-term temporary side effect. The other temporary side effect, even though it's small, and this occurs with a lot of vaccines, is um, you can get Bell's palsy. And that's when uh, part of your face, uh, half of your face on whichever side it affects, um, you lose the, the nerve feeling. So it looks like you're almost paralyzed on one side. That's short-term too, um, uh, usually about two weeks. The Pfizer vaccine, uh, for instance, uh, when they did their studies, it happened in four out of 40,000. Uh, so, you know, it's a very, very low percentage. And one of those four got the placebo, which means they didn't even get the vaccine of those four. So um, it's a very low uh, thing. There is a there is something called Guillain-Barr syndrome, um, and, and people might be reading about that. Um, that is um, also a side effect of any vaccine, including the flu vaccine. You can get Guillain-Barr, and that's when your muscles um, become temporarily um, paralyzed, and um, you know that that does uh, cause hospitalization. But it's a very, 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 very small percentage. And again, this vaccine—it's not higher than any other vaccine, such as the flu shot or any other like tetanus or any other shot you get. So um, that—that is really the main side effects and and what I've, I've gathered from the webinars that I've been on. You know, one of the problems that we're having and a little disappointed in the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services and our listeners need to reach out to them is we have plenty of vaccine. Our problem is getting it, uh, getting the vaccinations done, you know, and, uh, you know, I've proposed to the North Carolina um, Department of Human Health Services to work with the North Carolina Dental Board and allowing dentists to be able to give their patients the vaccination. You know, we shouldn't be putting out vaccinations and say first come, first serve um, and make people wait in line in a car miles and miles and then maybe not even get the vaccination. There needs to be a better approach. We've known this vaccine is was coming out and the North Carolina Department of Human Health Services have done a poor job in getting it set up so that once this vaccine became available, that it was distributed and the vaccinations were uh, vaccine sites were set up so that we had um, the ability to give as many as we could in a given day. So I'm hoping that they improve on that and or they work with the North Carolina Dental Society to allow dentists because it's a sterile environment. It's a safe environment. We have the ability to do it. So we will see um, any listeners out there. You know, I would encourage you to call your congressman. You call uh, your local rep. You call the North Carolina Department of Human Health Services and, and give them your opinion because it, it does make a difference. It certainly does. And, you know, the the quicker that all of us can get vaccinated, the better. That's something that uh, we can all agree on that we just we want that to happen as soon as possible and uh, making sure that we can speed up the process of get, getting everyone vaccinated safely is is really a, a main priority. Well, uh, we do have to take a quick break here. I want to remind you, if you need to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann, you can do so by going online to Man. Don't forget, man has two N's at the end, smileman.com. 
Mayo.com. From there, you can book an appointment to see Dr. Mann. You can also find information about the wide array of services that he and his office provide. And you can find information about his three locations in Garner, in Cary, and in Fuquay. All online at SmileMan.com. And don't forget, you can also call as well. The phone number is 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. A quick break and back with more. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. Welcome back to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And uh, we just wrapped up a conversation all about the COVID-19 vaccine. And uh, Dr. Mann, we know that uh, thankfully COVID-19 has not had a great effect on young children, but uh, something that does affect young children a lot that we want to spend some time talking about today is sleep breathing disorders. And uh, we want to talk about the Healthy Start program, but I have in a, a note here that you pass on to me that four out of every 10 young children have a sleep breathing disorder. That is that is a lot. You know, you don't really think about it because sleep breathing disorders, um, you know, a lot of people aren't educated on uh, sleep breathing disorders. And yes, that is an astounding number. Um, and they do have a long-term consequence on most uh, children, especially if they're not treated. And most sleep breathing disorders occur um, at night. So, uh, you know, uh, if parents uh, are not watching their kids or grandparents are not watching their kids at night sleep, then they would never know that these sleep breathing disorders occur. But basically what sleep breathing disorders are, are is the child is not getting the amount of oxygen that they need. So their um, oxygen saturation uh, basically decreases. Um, The other uh, thing is they're not breathing through their nose. They're breathing through their mouth. And uh, whether you're breathing through your nose or your mouth, you're getting oxygen. But when you breathe through your mouth, you're not um, producing nitrous oxide. You're also um, not filtering out the allergens whether it be dust, particles, whatever it may be, you're not filtering those out. And so they tend to collect in your tonsils, which cause your tonsils to swell. Well, if you're not breathing through your nose, the nitrous oxide, which is an anti-inflammatory, doesn't offset and keep those um, tonsils small. So what we get is we, we see these enlarged tonsils, which closes off, closes off the airway, which ultimately leads to a lower uh, nitrous, excuse me, a lower, what we call oxygen saturation of your blood, meaning you're not getting enough oxygen while you breathe. And we see this in four out of 10 kids. And, um, the, you know, when you, when you, uh, or me or a child, when their oxygen saturation levels start dropping, it automatically wakes the child up or us up from deep sleep into light sleep. And the reason for that is when we're in deep sleep, or REM sleep, we do very shallow breaths. You know, we're, we're shallow breathing and our heart rate drops. But when that SpO2 or the oxygen saturation of the blood, because we're not breathing properly, drops, it sends a message to our brain, wake up into light sleep. Um, 
and go into fight or flight because you're losing oxygen. And what that does is it bumps the heart rate up. It jacks the heart rate up. And it also takes us out of the sleep that we need to regenerate our body and our harm, our hormones. So in children, if they're not getting the proper um, sleep that they need, there's many consequences that occur that we know. And so that's basically what is the sleep breathing disorder is the fact that the child is not getting enough oxygen while they're sleeping. Yeah. And that's uh, in and of itself a, a scary thought. So what are the negative side effects and consequences of these sleep breathing disorders? Well, like you said, four out of 10 children have some form of it. Some are worse than others, but any form of it can create um, some, some issues. Um, you know, we talked about the tonsils being swollen. Um, whenever that occurs, that increases our mouth breathers, that increases your chances for strep throat, increases your chance for sickness. Um, but one of the things that a lot of people don't understand, and we've seen this over the decades, uh, the last few decades, is um, the increase in ADHD, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And our, our uh, stamp of, uh, not my approval, but uh, the medical community's um, stamp is, hey, let's give these kids drugs to offset the attention deficit disorder. And we haven't really looked at what the underlying, underlying cause has been. And for a lot of these kids that have ADHD, the underlying cause is they're not getting the proper sleep. They're not getting the oxygen that they need. And so that causes them to be, um, you know, uh, uh, not fully rested when they wake up. Now, what does a child do when they're not uh, rested? Most parents know from a toddler, you got your toddlers, Jason, you know this, when they don't get their rest, what do they do? Oh, man, they, they turn into little demons. <laughs> they turn into demons. They act out. Okay, so my question is, if that's the case, if you have a, a, a demon, a hyperactive kid who's not getting rest, they're, they're fussy, they're not following directions, um, and, it, it's not, and it's because of sleep, but they're hyperactive, what do you think the drug of choice should be? It should be a downer, right? But no, the drug of choice that we're giving, uh, that not we, but the, that the medical community has decided that works, and it does work is an upper. Ritalin and all the uh, ADHD medications are uppers. Why are they uppers? They are uppers because the child is lacking sleep and they have to boost and give them an upper so that they can concentrate and so that their hyperactivity goes away. A child, a young child, toddler, all the way up into their early teens acts a lot differently, okay, than we uh, do when we don't get sleep. Adults tend to just be lethargic and sleepy during the day if we have apnea. Um, but children, when they have apnea, they do the opposite. They act out. And that is where the uppers come in. So the major consequence from uh, these sleep disorders is hyperactive, not doing good in school, um, you know, and uh, th those are, are, are uh, slow development. Um, uh, we also see so slow growth uh, in those um, who uh, have severe uh, sleep disorders. So those are some of the things that we see um, and we know now over the past 10 years of research that are occurring um, because of sleep breathing disorders in, in, in toddlers and young children. 
Yeah, it's something that we should all be concerned about and something, uh, you know, when we hear about those signs and symptoms that we may not necessarily make the connection that it might have to do with a sleep breathing disorder, but that is very much a real possibility. If you want to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann, head online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's at the end, smileman.com. There you can book an appointment to see Dr. Mann. You can also find information about his locations in Cary and Garner and in Fuquay, or you can also call the office 919-462-9338, 919-462-9338, or online at smileman.com, smileman.com. We have to take a quick break, but after this, we're going to get into what the Healthy Start program is and how it can help those with sleep breathing disorders. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Traffic. Good afternoon to you. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, and we're talking about sleep breathing disorders in children, and we're going to get into a discussion on the Healthy Start program. But Dr. Mann, uh, I do want to ask you that, you know, if you're a parent or grandparent, what should they be looking for uh, if they feel like their child or grandchild has a sleep breathing disorder? Well, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the first thing to do is go in and watch your child at night. Um, You know, if they're breathing through their mouth, um, then that's a, a sign. That's a major problem. Um, but some other things that they need to look at, be looking for, um, is the child restless at night? Are they turning? Do they wake up on the opposite end of the bed than where they started? Are there sheets, uh, full of sweat? Um, you know, are, are there, are there, uh, sheets and their blankets off the bed completely? Um, those are signs of restless sleep. And that's a sign that they're not getting that deep sleep that we talked about, which is usually an indication that their oxygen saturation levels are decreasing during the night. The other signs that they can look for, um, dark circles under the eyes. That's a, that's a sign of, of sleep deprivation. Bedwetting is another big, big sign of, um, of sleep breathing disorder, especially those who breathe through the mouth. Um, if, if your uh, toddler's having a hard time uh, potty trained or even young children, up to, you know, we've seen them up to age 10 or 12, they're having a hard time as far as wetting the bed, then um, more than likely it's a sleep breathing disorder. Um, Doing poorly in school, um, you know, acting irrationally, uh, you know, with anger, um, outbursts, things like that are are an indication of sleep breathing disorders because they're not getting enough sleep at night. Speech impediment. um, There's quite a few things that 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 we see that can be corrected. Yeah, and those are things that we just have to be vigilant about. And, you know, it's it's a little bit odd to go into that room at night and kind of watch your kid while they sleep. But, hey, you may get uh, some good information out of it. And if you can maybe spot a symptom that might be that of a sleep breathing disorder, then, hey, you know to go ahead and uh, maybe get a hold of Dr. Mann and see what can happen next. So, Dr. Mann, let's get into treatment. Let's talk about how you treat sleep breathing disorders with the Healthy Start program. Tell us about that. The, the Healthy Start program has been around for over 40 years. It was created by an um, orthodontist, uh, people who, especially that straighten teeth. And what he found was that sleep breathing disorders create a lot of problems uh, with crooked teeth, 
um, with jaw, how our jaws develop. And then that research, he found that it could be easily corrected because a lot of it was due to mouth breathing. And a lot of it was due to tongue thrust and the position of the tongue in the mouth. So he came out with two stages. The first stage of Healthy Start is something called a habit corrector. And what that habit corrector is, is this a device that's clear. It's like a mouthpiece that the young toddler or the young child would wear. And it prevents them from breathing through their mouth at night. And it forces them to breathe through their nose. And what's so good about that is it's a, it's, if you, the earlier you start Healthy Start, the better because our uh, airways are developing um, and our jaws are developing. And by the age of 12 or 13, over 90% of our jaw has already developed. So it's very important to get the bad habits such as uh, tongue thrust, which means we're pushing our tongue forward. And a lot of kids push their tongue forward because their tonsils are swollen and they're pushing that tongue forward so that it opens up their airway. But what that causes is what we call an open bite in the front. So the teeth don't come together. The front teeth don't meet. So if you see that as a parent, that would be an indication. Um, breathing through the mouth. You, 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 you know, you're constantly st stuffy or you've trained, uh, the, the child has trained themselves to breathe through their mouth and they can't breathe through their nose without feeling um, that they're not getting enough air. Uh, the habit corrector corrects all these things and it's a simple device that can be worn. That's the first step. The second stage of Healthy Start is actually um, when uh, a six to eight year old starts getting their first permanent teeth, we change to a different appliance and that appliance is called a guide appliance. And what it does is it guides the teeth into the correct position in the mouth so that uh, braces can be avoided. And uh, those two uh, healthy start have been a game changer uh, for a lot of people because A, it helps develop the jaw structure. And that's one of the things that um, is critical because if you have a jaw that's too small, no matter how your teeth come in, they're going to be crowded. And uh, if you can get your toddler into the Healthy Start program early, then you get that jaw development that's necessary. Um, the later you start, you know, with Healthy Start, the harder it is to correct because by age 12 or 13, over 90 percent of our jaw has already developed. So I, I, I always tell our parents, hey, you know, let's get that jaw and that, uh, you know, skeleton developed early on um, so that a that crowding won't occur. And then the guide appliance easily brings those teeth in so that braces can be avoided. Like with so many things that we talk about on this show, acting early really can uh, be the best course of action to save you some headache down the road. Uh, we got uh, enough time for one more question here, Dr. Mann. What is the cost of Healthy Start? Well, there's two um, costs. The first cost um, involves the habit correction part. And um, we, like I said, we start that and usually a um, – a child is in that anywhere from one month up to a year, depending on the number of, of habits that they have. And the cost of that is, is $500 for the appliance and all the appointments. We usually see a, a, a patient about five to 10 times during a habit correction period. And then the second part um, varies depending on the person's insurance because it falls under orthodontic treatment, the guide appliance. So um, a person's insurance can dictate the price of that. But that usually occurs around the age of, you know, anywhere from age six to eight, depending on when the permanent teeth start coming in. Um, but that ranges anywhere depending on the uh, the insurance company and what they, uh, you know, recommend. Uh, it, it, it ranges in the range of three to four thousand um, dollars. But your dental insurance uh, will cover 
uh, that part of it like it would orthodontic treatment. That's good to know that there are some options there for uh, making sure that you can access that Healthy Start program. Dr. Mann, we're just about out of time for today. I want to remind everyone that uh, you can go online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's at the end. If you want to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann, maybe you're interested in the Healthy Start program or you've uh, recognized some of the signs and symptoms of sleep breathing disorders that we've talked about today, schedule an appointment with Dr. Mann. It's so easy to do online. Just head over to smileman.com. Dot com man with two ends at the end and there you can book your appointment you can also find information about all the services that dr man provides and view information on his three locations in Fuquay and Cary and in Garner. smileman.com is the website to go to and don't forget you can also call the office 919-462-9338 919-462-9338 dr man what do we have on tap for next week well, we're going to do uh, 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 answer a lot of questions that I've been getting about the coronavirus from our patients and some other uh, dental-related questions. Uh, and uh, I wanted to send a shout-out. Uh, we talked about the vaccine earlier. If you have any questions, one of the uh, go to yourshotyourspot.nc.gov. And I'll repeat that again, yourshotyourspot.nc.gov. And that will give you a lot more information about when your uh, slot will come available um, so that you're able to get the vaccine. Excellent. We're out of time for today. We hope you'll join us again next week for Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a great day.